0: we are recording we are rewarding people with another beautiful podcast and we are rocking and rolling consensually rocking and rolling you did give me permission to record this i appreciate the consent i had to it prompted me to either leave or continue with so i was like
1: (laughs) you know what i'll I'll do the podcast today i was holding my
0: breath i was holding my breath right there honestly i was worried you were gonna leave
1: that it was a theory and speaking of theories, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Brian, there's a lot of theories in the world.
0: That's a gorgeous transition. I'm down to discuss some theories. What are we thinking?
1: Well, first, you think in life, there's a lot of, you could say, flight animals in the world, like mm. animals that take off and don't consistently live on the ground. Like they have the ability to fly.
0: Like planes. And,
1: um, yes, like planes. <laughs> and I'm thinking animals. So more like things with heartbeats. Hey. Um,
0: Be nice to planes.
1: I do know that planes have hit other flighted animals and birds, man. And here's a very popular conspiracy theory that just birds are not real. Birds are not real things. They are government spies.
0: You know what I think that stems from? There are a lot of people who have a... I'm not going to go ahead and throw out the word irrational here, but they have a fear that, in my opinion, is not rational of birds. I don't really know why. I think they are adorable. They just fly around. They just kind of do their own thing. They eat seed. They jump around. They bob their heads. And I think people are just so scared of birds that they're like, nah, they're, no way it's real. It's like how I try to convince myself that the boogeyman isn't real just to put myself in right.
1: I think it's more of the, like the pigeon birds. I think it's by breed because people don't really think that about the seagulls. I think it's more pigeons in cities because you're thinking to yourself, why aren't they flying away? when I'm very clearly stomping like three inches away from its face. It's a spy making sure that you're not going to kill it. And then if you do kill it, you probably get arrested for
0: murdering a pigeon in daylight. I mean, I feel like it's a bit of a big jump to go ahead and say pigeons aren't real. Pigeons and honey badgers are actually both known as the most fearless animals on the planet. That is true about honey badgers, and whether or not it's true about pigeons, uh, your guess is as good as mine. It's probably not, but for the sake of the podcast, we're going to say it is.
1: We'll have to ask Harvard to do some field research for us.
0: Oh, yeah, bringing back Harvard into it. Speaking of bringing things back into these podcasts, that's another Drake lyric. Fuck a pigeonhole. I'm a night owl. This is a different mode. So where do owls come into this? Are owls real? Because I love owls. I
1: don't think so I think all they're in the bird category so they they are. maybe they're the night spies because they only come out at night you don't really see them it's true they're probably it's like true. the secret like the what's it called the secret service that's probably like the equivalent of the owl
0: you know I was a really big fan of owls but now anytime an owl is staring at me instead of instead of smiling and being pleased at that fact now I'm gonna have my guard up
1: he's making sure that you're not doing anything that he wouldn't do
0: I mean, to be fair, that's completely reasonable because anytime I'm about to do anything, I think to myself, would an owl do this? And if the answer is no, then Mm. I'm not going to do it. It's Newton's first law of morality.
1: Not a lot of people know his five laws of morality, but that's number one.
0: (laughs) What are the other four? Vinny, what's number two? What's, what's the second law of morality? Rolling
1: in mud and eating vegetables out of a trough <laughs> as a human.
0: Are you referring to people who pay to basically be pigs, which is a real thing? It is real.
1: We have confirmed this. We saw videos in England of people rolling in mud as a the pig spy is what it's called.
0: And oinking and being hand-fed raw carrots and potatoes. That is real. Yes. People paid money. to do that and then there's people out there who are like you know why have no higher life forms communicated with us yet it's because of this shit. they see us behaving like pigs and they're like yeah no i mean why would we want to go interact with that
1: and i have like my own personal theory it might not be true there's not a lot of science to this but i think the only two life forms that aliens have deemed good enough for them Or Bob Ross and Bill Russell.
0: Has anyone ever asked Bob Ross and or Bill Russell if they've communicated with aliens? Not that I know of. Next time I'm hanging out with Bill Russell, I'm definitely gonna have to pop that question. And if he gets all there's no way he's gonna say yes, but if he gets all nervous and jittery about it, then I'll know that aliens have definitely communicated with Bob Ross and Bill Russell.
1: That's a great bounce into the next theory, which is it's kind of alien based, but It's the fact that for years, Brian, for centuries, probably since the beginning of humanity, there are a species of humans that are known as the lizard people (laughs) that have human form and take on the human appearance and there's aliens walking among us. What do you think about that?
0: So is it an alien or it's a lizard that's disguised as a human? I think it's both. I think it's a lizard alien. Oh, God. Is there a way to identify who is a lizard alien person?
1: I have no idea, but in this was a real theory. Like I remember in middle school, this was a global phenomenon. Like people across the world on whatever I think Instagram was fairly new at the time. Like whatever it was being uploaded to, this was a real theory. People thought (laughs) lizard people were walking among us, and no one knew. You can't tell. Like they have transformed to humans.
0: It's like how do you know? Wow. Well, uh, there have been some people I've seen in my life that have just done some absolutely inexplicable things. Such as I was was walking back from the gym the other day and I saw this guy just collapse in the middle, like literally just face plant in the middle of the road and then get up and just book it in the opposite direction. And I'm thinking to myself, is that real? Like that can't be real. Come on. So maybe that was a lizard person. They knew they were caught in that moment. Maybe lizard people have horrible balance. And as soon as they fall over, they get really startled and start sprinting away as quick as they can so that no one notice.
1: Have you ever seen him again?
0: No. Nope, not seen him since that. That's ever. what I'm saying. Maybe he got fired as a lizard person after that. Oh, man. I wonder if it is like a job. How do I become one? I want to be a lizard person. Have you checked Indeed? Maybe they have openings and you just submit have an not. application? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have not. No, I haven't been browsing for lizard people jobs and transforming. That's just going because we're already warm-blooded, so we'd have to go from warm-blooded to cold-blooded. But how do we do that?
0: Uh, Stand in a freezer for a little bit. I would imagine that's probably okay. how or just take an ice bath good for the joints and the muscles and for making you cold-blooded maybe that's how the interview process goes to become a lizard person on your resume all they are looking for is what cold things have you done like i work for mt bank and their headquarters are in buffalo and they're like Oh, this dude works for a company that has headquarters in buffalo yeah that's pretty cold-blooded if i've ever seen one would
1: you consider yourself an amphibian
0: would I consider myself an amphibian? Can you real quick define amphibian?
1: So like human, it's bag of trash that lives on land and
0: sea. Really? That's what an amphibian is? Yeah. Um, man. I mean, currently I don't live in the sea. So I guess for that okay. reason, I'm going to have to say no. Is that a requirement for being a lizard person? Do I have to be an amphibian per- first? Do I need to move to yeah. the sea? Yep.
1: Involve gills. You got to imagine that at some point in time, external life forms have stumbled across. Uh, like upon our planet do you believe like in those
0: ufo sightings that we see i think if they're real they want us to see them they want us to know that they are out there and that we just aren't smart enough to be on their level yet they're <laughs> taunting us they're just taunting us theories brian that you want to throw down uh no but okay. i can make one up um i would describe this theory in three ways number one spooky mm-hmm. number two romantic And, uh, sure. And number three, definitely startling. So Vinny, actually quick side note, have you ever seen the office episode where Michael says, sometimes I start a sentence and I have no idea where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Oh, I'm very aware. Yes. Yeah. Great scene. Anyway, back into the story. That's, that's totally true. This theory that I'm coming up with. Um, so, all right, here's the, here's the theory. So the theory itself is that us humans are living amongst wall goblins Vinny, i think there's some serious merit behind this theory think of how many times you hear just a random noise come from the wall and you kind of brush it off you assume it's nothing no that's a wall goblin actually venny another quick point on that how many gold coins do you currently have in your possession at least six okay well i was not expecting that i thought you were gonna say zero and i was gonna say that is not a coincidence because the wall goblin stole all your gold coins. Because I don't have any gold coins in my possession right now. And I think it's I because- I had 35. Oh, you had 35? And uh, hey, Vinny, where did yeah. the other 29, is that, yeah, that math is, wow. Look at me doing mental Yeah, math. that was good. Thanks, <laughs> that's, <laughs> wow. That was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. But where did those other 29 coins go?
1: I woke up and looked for them for the whole day. I'd spent 24 hours looking and couldn't find them.
0: Anything gold that is real gold, they will steal in the middle of the night. And people are going to wake up and wonder where their gold went and be confused because they don't believe that wall goblins are real.
1: I didn't know. Were my other six, were they fake? Did that is that why they didn't take
0: them? By any chance, if you unwrap those gold coins, were there was there chocolate inside of them? It did feel
1: like it was a little melty. Like it was yeah, a little bendy.
0: That could be why. See, Crap. they don't, go, oh they don't go for fake gold.
1: Oh, <laughs> I can't believe it. They took um, all my gold.
0: Come to think of it, I actually am wearing a gold chain right now that I guess the wall goblins have never stolen, but I have a, I have a perfectly logical explanation for that. I think it's that wall goblins are terrified of things that are intertwined. So if anyone hmm. has long hair and is ever going up against a wall goblin, just braid that hair on the spot and that wall go- goblin will run away and probably leave behind like $3.5 million worth of gold coins. It's like when a human is scared and they pee themselves... Wall goblins just regurgitate $3.5 million worth of gold coins when you scare them.
1: Three and a half million dollars of gold. Is this from everything that they've eaten up to this point? Is that what they throw up?
0: Well, I don't think they eat the gold coins. I think I wish I had a better explanation for that. But I mean, other than that, Finny, other than that, I dare you to try to poke a hole in my logic here. Well, I think I've just proved the existence of wall goblins. I've never
1: seen them. I never caught them. And I think that's the point of them is not to see or catch them.
0: You know why? Why? It's because when people get suspicious that there are wall goblins and they break down the wall, they instantly turn into termites. And then you think Ah. you exterminate them. But really, when you spray a wall goblin with pesticide, it actually is just like steroids to the wall goblin.
1: Why isn't this more of a national epidemic? Like I'm just learning about this now. And this has been probably something that's been going on for my whole life. 24 years. I've been hearing noises in my walls when I sleep. And to this day, I didn't know what it was. And no scientist or health expert has explained this to me.
0: One theory I have as to why no one has explained it is because I just made it up on the spot. But to me, that's not (laughs) a reasonable excuse as to why no one is focusing on this.
1: If- Anyone listening to this is in Belgium, Germany. This is going out to you for just, please spread the news. Please let everyone in Germany know.
0: Do we have listeners in Belgium, Germany, or are, they just, are wall goblins just really prominent in Belgium?
1: We took German in high school. And we learned about them briefly, but it's honestly escaped my brain until you just brought it up now.
0: Did we really? I thought that was poisson. I thought it was fish we were learning about. The French word for fish.
1: That was probably intertwined with the lesson. And you know how wall goblins hate intertwining. so They do.
0: I think that, yeah. So Great I think point. that's
1: where we learned about their hatred of intertwining right then and there. If you got to think if you just cross your fingers, would that just like cause them to go away?
0: You know, just I Intertwining have, your fingers. I have not tested it. But uh, see, I worry that if you cross your fingers, that means that whatever you're about to do, you don't actually mean it. So I wonder if there, <sighs> it would just be like, Yeah, that is intertwined and that's horrifying, but he doesn't actually mean it. So that's not going to work on me.
1: That makes a lot of sense that that you really brought that together.
0: Bulletproof. I just proved (laughs) the existence of wall goblins. Thank you. Give me my Nobel Peace Prize.
1: We have to do science experiments to discover, you know, answers for this. Of course. But have you really thought about what science is when you break it down? Like, what is science?
0: Well, when I hear science, I think of my physics teacher junior year of high school when we we were working on this problem. And it was a long-ass equation, and we got it down to 50 plus 50. And then the teacher goes, so what's the answer, class? And we all say 100. And he says, yeah, it's going to be pretty close to 100. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, he's right. It, it is alarmingly close to 100. 50 plus 50, that's about as close to 100 as you can get. So that is science. That is anyway.
1: unbelievable, man. That,
0: that, that is science. But... I mean, what
1: you said is going to apply to what I said. It was made by humans for humans to understand the world around them. Our science is not going to make sense to dogs. Our science is not going to make sense to cats. Any other species that exists right now, like who I, would it make sense to? What's made for us?
0: See, Vinny, I don't I don't know if you should be calling into question the cognitive skills of dogs and cats. My dog, he, um, he is not fully aware of what ice is at the moment because... My mom's house has a lake and there's ice on it and he gets very terrified when he sprints out onto the lake and then slips and falls. But at the same time, he never took physics. So it's like, that's why they don't understand science is because nobody taught them.
1: They would have to be taught dog physics.
0: Our, our dog, does E not equal MC squared for dogs?
1: No, you got to multiply it by seven because dogs age faster.
0: So E just equals seven MC squared for dogs? Either E times seven or E to the seventh power. To the seventh power sounds more powerful to me. So I think it's probably that one because everyone knows that science is just all about power.
1: So their inertia is going to be different than our inertia.
0: Inertia. There's a word I haven't heard since high school. And to be honest, I was hoping to never hear again for the rest of my life. So thank you for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Well, Brian, if you're ever, if you're if you are treated as an object and you're going in motion, don't you ever wonder if you'll stay in motion unless there's an opposing force to stop you?
0: Don't you ever wonder that? You know, I have heard that an object in motion tends to stay in motion, but emphasis (laughs) on the word tends, because I really have dedicated my entire life to disproving that theory. So far it has not worked. So I I mean, I guess science is right. Science won Brian Zero.
1: I want to challenge science right now. I'm gonna challenge science's gravity. I don't think gravity is right. I don't think it's true. I don't think that this gravity that we call gravity is gravity. If you think about it, it's just a giant magnet. It's not really gravity. It's just pulling you know us inwards. We're just attracted to the center of the earth. That's
0: it. First off, I gotta say, speaking of challenging science. Play me in a game of 2K, science. I dare you. Play me and we'll see who wins that one. Anyway, back to gravity and magnets. And uh, to, to be honest, I don't remember what you just said, but all I know. It's not real. Gravity's not real either. Once you leave this plane that we're on, I don't even know why they call it a plane.
1: What I'm in right now doesn't look like a plane. But this earthly plane that I'm on, once they say you leave it, gravity changes all of a sudden. Like how?
0: How does it do that? Sounds like all roads are leading back to planes. So wait, when you leave a plane, gravity changes. So how do people skydive? Wouldn't they just go up yeah. if gravity changes? I have
1: no idea. And since they're so far up in the sky, I mean, people can't see it, but I'm right now holding my hand above my head.
0: It's true. If, there's,
1: is. if, they're, if they're yay high, they're going to fall at the same rate as if they're yay high. My hand is now a little lower than where it was. He's right. So like they're going to fall at the same rate gravity wise. It doesn't make sense.
0: So why do people skydive instead of just like jumping off of a chair that's very close to the ground?
1: It doesn't make sense to me. The thrill is the same. You get the same feeling of, wow, I'm really falling. That's what you feel. That's what you're looking for. The science that we say, you know, that's, that's supposed to be uh, to our knowledge is we hit uh, a velocity that we can't exceed because of our body mass. It also doesn't make sense to me because who's, who's, who has a speedometer in my skydiving technique?
0: You got someone on the ground who's just got a really long, like a a radar gun, but with a scope. It's like a sniper rifle radar gun. And they're just pointing it at you.
1: You got to think that those people are the scouts for whoever skydives professionally.
0: That's true. How do you become a professional skydiver? This is like the whole NASCAR thing again. I don't know if I want to go down this rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're you're right. Let's just avoid that one.
0: What's the next theory?
1: Like, did they create, how did, first of all, black holes, it's, It has so much mass it wouldn't even fit on this planet so how do they study like the mass of it they said that they threw an object through a black hole to measure the mass now if we break this down black holes are endless so how does something go through it man like where's the logic
0: i mean think about it if you look at a person and you want to know how massive Mm -hmm. they are you would probably just throw something at them and then there's your answer (laughs) So it's just, why would it be any different with a black hole, you know? And Vinny, that's called science.
1: That is a human construct of science created for humans to understand the world around them. And I don't know anything more, but I haven't figured anything out.
0: To be honest, I'm just more confused now than I've arguably ever been in my entire life.
1: Like who created the first calendar system? Did they just say to themselves, you know what? I'm sick of looking at that giant ball of fire going around me. I want to start measuring it. Did they just look at that sun and be like, all right, there it is. Still up, still daytime. There it goes. No, it's nighttime. That was about 12 hours. Yeah, let's call it that.
0: I mean, yeah, that's probably exactly how it happens.
1: (laughs) They just took a stopwatch. They said, all right, every, every minute that goes by, we'll call that 60 seconds for some reason. And then 60 of those will be an hour. Where is this math coming from?
0: I mean, I guess it's all everything is just based off the number six, like 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour. And then 24 is divisible by six. I don't know if you knew that that is also science. Let me tell you my real theory around the calendar. They say that the Earth takes 365.25 days to revolve around the sun. Hence why we have a leap year. I think they're wrong. I think it was it's actually more like 365.27 days. Because think about it, Vinny, it's February right now and it's like 50 degrees out. I think in like another 2000 years, December is going to be summer.
1: It's January and it's 50 outside. Like it should be cold. It should be
0: winter. (laughs) You're right. It is January. I think I said it was February earlier. Oops. But you know, it just goes to show us time's not real anyway. So I'm not dumb. The world is dumb.
1: They probably just kept it at 0.25 just to keep it. Just an even number.
0: You know what I bet happened? I think back in the day when they first discovered this, you're right. They were like, "All right, so it's really six three sixty five point two seven, but God, that math is going to be so annoying to do. We're just going to round it to three sixty five point two five, and everyone in the future can just deal with it. That's not our problem. We're going to be dead. Yeah. Who cares? That's their problem."
1: That's what I'm thinking. If I was in charge of inventing the calendar system for everybody, you know, like that's tough.
0: I actually am a little hurt that i was not even consulted when they were designing the calendar they didn't ask me about wall goblins they didn't ask me about my thoughts on the calendar (laughs) system why does no one care about my opinions my opinions are all science-based as i have proven throughout this podcast
1: do you think at some point in time like someone i guess whoever's in charge of these said physics and science that we're talking about Mm. they're gonna be like this brian guy is catching on too much
0: i actually have been a little worried that all the higher life forms out there definitely are keeping tabs on me they're like yeah this guy's getting a little too close to the truth which is why i like to just throw out dumb things every now and then you
1: have to throw off their algorithm by just peppering in some factors of stupidity you have to add (laughs) it in i have to be like all right They must not know that I'm really catching on, that I'm getting it.
0: I think any time for the rest of my life that I do something stupid, I'm just going to blame it on, yeah, I need to play dumb so the higher powers out there don't think that I'm too smart for this planet.
1: Uh, Overall then, like, do you think they're, at the end of the day, controlling us? Like we're in almost a simulation?
0: That's a can of worms you just opened. Come to think of it, where the hell did that expression come from? Who puts worms in a can? Why? Sorry to get off topic. (laughs) Back to the actual question, which I am now in the process of remembering what it was. Oh, simulation theory. Oh yeah. Simulation theory. Very near and dear to my heart. Um, I definitely think we're in a simulation and probably the main reason that I think this is because once again, I have just seen some things in life that it's like, that has to be a glitch in the world's coding because there's no way that just happened. I will never forget one time I was, uh, pulling out of my street and I was going to make a left turn. I'm sitting there waiting to make my left turn. I look to the right. There is nobody coming. I look to the left. There's nobody coming. I look to the right again, and there is nobody coming. i make my left turn. And then right behind me in my rear view mirror, there's a car right on my ass. And I'm like, no, no, that was not there <laughs> a half a second ago how is this possible
1: the glitches in the system they happen a lot man and i want to tell a story this is in a casino in philadelphia so we're traveling (laughs) one up the elevator about to enter the parking deck when we see a man standing there trying to open the door
0: this story is absolutely hysterical the only problem is i don't think we can repeat in a podcast what the guy actually ended up saying so we might have to slightly alter the words that he chose to use but yeah so you were you were parked on like the third level or something we take the elevator up and then we see a guy who just cannot open the door. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, crap. The guy, um, he looks at me and he says, I mean, do you want to give it a shot? That way I know I'm not. And then I'm going to replace the word that he used with dumb. I would what I have said p-
1: puppies, but that's fine.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll go with puppies. We'll go with puppies <laughs> in replace of the adjective that he used. Um, so he said, Do you want to give it a shot? That way I at least know I'm not puppies. And I said, yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. And I walk over and I push the door and it opens. And then this guy, he starts <laughs> like, like he was flustered. He starts going like, oh, you just had Furious. to push the door. Oh, God damn it. And he's like walking away, cursing at himself. He was so upset oh, man. that he could not figure out how to open this door And you know what? I don't know if that's a glitch in the system or if that's a lizard person moment, but one of the two. It's got to be one of those because there's no way a functional human being could really just not figure out that doors can go in two directions. That dude was probably seconds away from calling the fire department and declaring he was trapped and needed to be released. I wonder what that guy is doing in life. I wish the best for him. He gave us a great laugh. I hope he's doing well. We need a where
1: are you now. Maybe he'll be featured on this podcast one day.
0: Maybe. I hope for his sake that he lives in a house that has no doors, because otherwise I can just imagine the frustration that this man is dealing with 24-7. I just think that
1: part of science, it, definitely not all of science, but the parts that are the most complex and confusing, I feel like people just made up conclusions on their own and just said, since no one else can figure it out. They're going to have to believe this and this will be the new answer.
0: What if there's lizard scientists who have just created all of this stuff and convinced us all of it? Did you have other theories?
1: The Great Pyramids of Giza. In order for that to happen, let's just break this down. How tall are they? Pretty tall, t- right? Taller
0: tall are the pyramids?
1: Yeah, you'd say they're pretty tall.
0: I'd say like 6'10", 6'11".
1: They're 455 feet tall. They only worked with 100,000 workers mm-hmm. and 2.3 million blocks to make up okay. one pyramid. Each block separately weighed 2.3 metric tons. That's two and a half tons.
0: Wait, all jokes aside, there is no way that one pyramid block is 2.5 tons.
1: Yeah. That's I'm one- calling
0: the utmost of shenanigans on that. And I who's, mean, who said that? Who said that? The lizard people? Can argue Are they the with, ones claiming they're 2.3 argue, tons?
1: It's PBS and NBC News. You can argue with them. And I would make it, I would argue with PBS because I don't like PBS.
0: Well, PBS stands for people behind science, which we've (laughs) already proven are the lizard people. So what you just basically said is, yes, the lizard people claim that pyramid blocks are 2.3 metric tons. It's
1: like in reality, like how did they have the – did they just take one out recently and like, you know, let's put one on a scale and see how much –
0: Actually, that's a great point. They didn't have scales back then. Probably just some weak asshole was like, (laughs) this thing has got away like 2.3 tons or something. And they were just like, all right, yeah, we'll go with that from now on. And people are apparently going to believe that.
1: Thinking that the next time that we come back and entertain the people who are tuning into this, I think we want to discuss something that has been on our minds for the past, I would say, 10 years for me. Mm. And it's just what makes someone just a super cool person? What makes them super (laughs) cool?
0: Yeah, so if you're ever wondering whether or not you are super cool, tune into the next podcast. We're going to lay it out all out on the line, give you all the tips to figure out if you're cool, if you're not cool, if you're just an average amount of cool. It takes a special person to really reach that super cool category, or maybe not even a person. I don't want to give too much away. They're going to have to tune in to find out, but uh, I'm going to pretend that that was a cliffhanger, and I'm just going to assume that everyone is hooked, and we'll see you all next time.